Welcome to Prince Strawberry Track with Stevie Wonder Classics. Today we're going to be talking about You Got It Bad Girl from the album Talking Book. Released on October 28th, 1972. The track is 4 minutes 56. On the track we have Stevie Wonder, uh, along with some backing vocals from Jim Gilstrip and Lanny Groves, and of course from Stevie Wonder, uh, because you know he does his own backing vocals as often as he can, because why not? Um, and then we have some Congo from Daniel Ben Zebulon, which is a fantastic name, and I don't know why he isn't more famous because you know that's just a great name uh, the song is written by stevie wonder in collaboration once more with yvonne wright and joining me to talk about today is eric nash hello eric oh hey aaron i think one thing that i really love about this song is the different you know we have like the, the you know the moog bass and you've got the fender roads and then of course we've got the tonto you know that the the, the tonto is such a warm kind of synthesizer you know this deliberate kind of like string effect is the main thing that stevie wonder would use it for it was capable of other effects but that that was the main thing that he kind of used it for um and i just kind of i just love the sound of those the different combinations of those things um you know uh, it's really weird because during this these this kind of time period in the kind of early 70s through to songs in the key of life stevie wonder rarely had somebody playing a bass in the studio like he you know he didn't he didn't employ bassists basically he just relied on the moog bass as the kind of like the bass instrument on most of his songs um and I, I think it really works on this track in particular, like with the Tonto, like together they kind of the, the sound of the, the kind of the, the, the three different kind of synthesized sounds on this um, album, I guess, because a Fender Rhodes does sound a little kind of it's got a very specific sound. It's not it's not like a piano or anything like nothing's hitting anything really, really. It's, it's kind of like a synthesized sound. Um, so I think the kind of combination of them is is probably my favorite thing on this song. It's just the kind of the warmth of those different synthesizers. Um, and it gives this track a very kind of specific thing. And also the way that, like, just the rhythm of the way that's, that the, the words are put together is very kind of specific. Um, you know, like you have the, in the chorus, uh, sorry, in the verses, you have this dun 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 like, and then the kind of dun 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 that kind of stuff. And then we, when you've got the kind of you got it bad girl, you know, with the particularly with the backing vocals, that's kind of like a contrast against, you know, how the verses are sung. I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to say up top five out of five, um, you know, a great song. But it's just the way that the song is put together is kind of unusual compared to the rest of the album. And I think there's some kind of, um, you know, the, the, the main vocal, like the main like kind of... Um, Lyrical content, you know, comes from Yvonne Wright, um, you know, and later on when the song was covered by uh, Quincy Jones, like literally the next year, um, he credited her and then Stevie Wonder kind of got a credit as well, but not as like a co-writer uh, in the same way. Um, so, but, you know, before we get into the lyrical content, I just, the production of the song is just something that, you know, the I remember, you know, I don't know, 15, 15, 17, 18 years ago, whenever I heard this song for the first time, um, I was just like, this is like the sound of it is so kind of distinct, um, you know, and, and Talking Book itself obviously is, you know, an album of, um, well, alternating between love songs and songs where Stevie Wonder has fallen out of love. 
Um, you know, most notably the first four songs, we, we veer from You Are the Sunshine of My Life to Maybe Your Baby, and then back to You and I Can Conquer the World. And then we've just finished, you know, Tuesday Heartbreak. And it's like the contrast between those songs. And this song, it doesn't feel like, I think because, you know, Yvonne Wright is the one kind of, you know, mostly coming up with the lyrics, it doesn't feel like it fits that kind of schizophrenic, like, seesawing between Stevie Wonder pre-divorce and post-divorce <laughs> within the space of four songs. Um, it's more it feels more kind of general I would say in terms of like the lyrical content it feels like it's not this is not specifically about Sirita unlike basically the previous four songs this is more about you know an imaginary girl uh, once again Stevie Wonder and you know the, this 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 always referring to women as girl um, although I guess Yvonne Wright is co-writing this so we can kind of forgive him a little bit for it yeah and it's, it's the, uh, the the two songs I've done so far with you is as both this is a crazy thing that's happening in both of these that uh yeah it's it's uh using the word girl for women is is not not too keen today you know too cool it's it's gone out a bit out of fashion but uh certainly back during that time it was it was it was a-okay i i I would have to imagine i mean i I certainly wasn't alive (laughs) just just barely (laughs) i was a glimmer at this time in the early 70s but um the yeah. fact that it's written co-written by a woman as well i think you can yeah. kind of you know it's uh, i i i don't think it's a specific girl you know whereas if if yeah. this was you know him referring to sirita as girl as he did in girl blue um that that would feel a little bit weirder but here it, like it just it feels like it's you know uh, just a, a kind of imaginary character um you know in particular just like the kind of you know when you believe in a feeling that's holding you back from my love you got it bad girl like it's not really directed at anyone particular mm-hmm. it feels like it's more of a general kind of a general feeling that steve stevie wonder has that when people uh, you know when people want to kind of do things with him you know like when you insist on excluding the tenderness that's in my kiss you got it bad girl like you know it, it's 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 not like about it doesn't feel like it's about a specific person it's just more about like a kind of general feeling um you know uh and this kind of like you know um like if you try to display an emotion that will contradict itself you'll find your heart just sitting like a statue on a shelf um again like this doesn't feel like it's anyone specific but just like a general kind of thing about relationships Um, it seems like that 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 verse in particular it's 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 you know uh in, in the larger sense for this for this song it's i think it's saying you know, you got to kind of be true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself, you know, you, you, you could have some rough spots and, and, and be in, be in some tougher uh, positions, but it's the better way to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Like the kind of, you know, should you depend on an outlet through which an escape can be found, then you've got a bad girl. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, like if you're feeling a certain way, then you need to find an outlet for Uh those emotions. Uh, which again, this uh, that that feels like something that's coming more from Yvonne Yvonne Wright than Stevie Wonder in that case. Like uh, some of the some of the things in this seem a bit more mature than than kind of some of the stuff that that Stevie Wonder had been expressing. Although the previous four songs all written solely by Stevie Stevie Wonder and um, all of them you know masterpieces. So it's not to say that his songwriting skills weren't maturing, but 
Um, it's still if still this feels a lot more like her influences on the song, um, you know, than than kind of the other stuff that's on this album. Uh, the kind of the way that the backing vocals are done as well. Like there's this weird thing where uh, it's something that Stevie Wonder does a lot, which I call Stevie talk, which is Stevie Wonder will sing the main line, and then in the background you'll have you know a couple of people as are on this track doing the backing vocals, kind of doing the harmonies, and then you'll also have Stevie Wonder kind of improvising lines, in like in between. Um, so like as he's singing certain things in this song, there's just bits where in the background he's kind of making like little vocalizations and kind of just um, not quite getting up to the level of kind of scatting, but just kind of adding the odd kind of repetition of a line in the background, kind of just slightly off the beat and that kind of thing. And, and you know, there's a nice little bit of that. Um, you know, particularly in the, I think in the bridges, there's, there's, in the kind of pre-choruses, there's little bits where in the background there's kind of harmonies and Stevie Wonder is kind of adding little words here and there, <laughs> and uh, and singing stuff a little bit kind of off. Um, but also there's this, the kind of the song has this kind of build up to the, um, you know, the kind of the, uh, the kind of the perfectly clear to me, clear to me clear to me like the particularly with the, like the on a shelf on a shelf on a shelf like that little repetition it kind of builds to something and then it kind of goes back to the pre-chorus mm. of you know stuff like um before you discover the feeling that you've tried very hard to hide you've got it bad girl so again you know there's a lot bit of a kind of lothario stevie in here as well where he's kind of like almost saying you know you have to kind of give in to your emotions, which are, you know, you're in love with Stevie Wonder, um, as I'm sure most people in the early 70s certainly were, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, the kind of, you know, when you can find just a small space to let my love live in your mind, then you'll have it good girl. Ooh, That's yeah. like the final line. He he kind of, for the final chorus, he changes it to then you'll have it good girl. And then we kind of get that to the fade out of like the repetition of you'll have it good girl. Uh, with a different kind of and then like I say the kind of the overlapping kind of like Stevie talk as he kind of sings extra lines and you know we kind of go to the fade out um, but yeah I don't know I just you know it's like uh, this entire album is so great it's kind of, you know it's hard to kind of say that any song is better than any other song <laughs> in this album uh, but this feels like like a really good way to finish the first side um, you know, particularly because if you, you know, if you know about Stevie Wonder's relationship and the kind of the seesawing that you've had in the previous four songs, this feels like a bit more of a mellow way to finish the first side mm-hmm. off. Like, uh, you know, the kind of the jumping between your, you know, your, you, you're the sunshine of my life to you've made other plans. Like jumping between that to then kind of finish with this, this more kind of like mm-hmm. upbeat pop song that's just about somebody having to admit their feelings. Uh, I think is like a really good kind of finish to the first side of the album. Yeah, I mean, I I like yeah. This is a, you know, you know, my real main uh, uh, love of Stevie Wonder is upcoming <laughs> that I'll be on for one song for is songs in the key of life. I mean, that is just the killer album of his for me. But this talking book is 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 probably my next on my list, and 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 this song itself, yeah, it gets I, I would go for a four out of five on it uh, easily. Yeah, it's uh it's it's got this this uh pretty mellow feel and like you said but but it has some nice some pop hooks here and there you know and too. i th- i think it's and and again it's 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 fairly fairly heavy on the synthesizer <laughs> synthesizer yet again similar similar to that that la- that last song i was on uh, girl blue um uh, some some more live feeling uh live in live in the studio feeling uh, uh percussion uh drums yeah um, yeah and I think particularly uh, like the Congo yeah. stuff that's um, from uh, Daniel Zebulon as well is mm-hmm. kind of 
it just adds a little bit something to have like a, i mean this is something that stevie does pretty much on this album and the next kind of couple of albums as well is you know occasionally he will basically admit that there's something he wants done that he can't do and so you know he'll bring someone in like you know a, a qualified congo player to be like play some congos over this and 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 just kind of you know add that to the song so i think the congo playing on it is it, it kind of just adds a, a kind of just a different little element to it um you know it's, it's kind of the reverse thing that happened uh, i don't know if you know the story for uh the beatles and uh revolver um for um um uh taxman taxman yeah that uh you know it was, it was a george song and he was trying to lay down the solo in it hadn't having a hard time with it himself he was just just not quite feeling getting quite the right thing that he that he he, he felt he wanted and i think the other beatles and 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 george martin as producer they 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 could kind of all agree i think um was was the case but but paul steps in and on one try nails it and that's what we hear paul doing paul doing some lead guitar uh soloing um so so and and that's and that's what paul was paul was more like stevie wonder than 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 george that's for sure i mean george certainly is a is a great songwriter went on to do wonder wonderful things um but uh and that one instance earlier on, or middle-ish of the of the band career, um, you know, you know, it was, it was the reverse thing. I mean, hey, he is the lead guitarist, <laughs> <laughs> and it's his own song, and he's having trouble nailing. Yeah, it. and I, I think as well, of course, you know, uh, George Harrison didn't go on to solve racism with Stevie Wonder in the eighties, so um, you know, oh. that's obviously. Uh, one of one of the downsides. Uh, I mean, you know, I joke about Stevie Wonder's eighties output because it's not. As, I mean, nothing's ever going to be as good as his seventies output, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think that Ebony and Ivory is a te- like. I think people think of that as like a really cringy song, but I remember as a kid like really enjoying that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. there's something to be said for just like a, an outro that's just singing the words Ebony and Ivory over and over again, uh, living in perfect harmony, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, of note, uh, Quincy Jones chose this as the title track for uh, an album of sort of covers that he did. I think he, he wrote like maybe three songs on on that album. But he, he kind of basically had uh, Yvonne Wright come in and like, you know, write a couple of songs with him. Um, and so he, you know, You Got It Bad Girl was also the fifth track of that album. Uh, also the middle of the album, interestingly enough. Um, and his cover is a lot longer um you know it's it's like a about a minute longer and it's instead of having kind of like the warmth of like the the moog and and various other instruments uh it's a lot of strings and a lot of horns uh which you know that's what quincy jones specialized in was doing kind of like you know jazz horn arrangements and string arrangements um so that's kind of what he brings to it um uh, he also did like a cover of uh summer in the city by the yeah. loving spoonful uh, which has been covered like dozens of times um and then also you had the the love theme from the getaway uh which i think is the steve mcqueen film which is like um and then he did a cover of superstition that featured stevie wonder doing like a harmonica solo on there uh, and then also the sanford and son theme this was a very weird yeah, album that's one I yeah think. this is like a very weird album and then he co-wrote something uh with a person i'm not going to mention called chump change um uh, which was the theme to another but tv show used for that that person's show yeah. in the yeah. 70s but then it was also apparently used for a game show both that <laughs> happened there in the 70s and then had a re reprise like in the late like i think it was like maybe in late, like late 80s or ni- early 90s even 
Uh, I think it was like uh, eight, chop, chop, 89 chop it, ha- it, ha- it had a, it had like a revival yeah, um, um, and it, it was a show called and I, I sure missed it yeah now you yeah. see it I don't that, even the, know what that, that show uh, now you see me here. no now you see it that was the that was the name of the now yeah they did 308 episodes in the 70s and then 75 in 1989 what's weird is the person who co-wrote that theme song uh, also did a revival of a game show in the 80s uh, that had previously been hosted by uh, Groucho Marx in the, I don't know, in like the... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so now everyone, yeah. or not everyone, but people... people not yeah, people can understand it. I don't want I don't, I don't to say his name, so I'm not going to say his name. Um, yeah. You know, probably one, one of the kind of things that Quincy Jones seemed to do was work with people who ended up having, a, you know, a less than good reputation in recent times. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, his, like, it's interesting that he kind of... I don't, like I, you know, if you're gonna do covers, I said this on a previous episode. Either you do them straight away, you know, you release them the same year as the person who did the original, or you know, you wait a couple of decades and you kind of revive the song with a cover. Um, and so the fact that, like, literally the next year, he was like doing a cover of that and another Stevie Wonder song. It's like, and, and then also combining it with like three different TV theme songs. Such a weird album. Uh, but I like that he kind of took that as the like this is the title track of effectively of a different album like it's um, and you know I would say I give that version as well like a three out of five. Quincy Jones's voice is fairly weak. I kind of see why he basically made his living as like a producer and arranger because he's okay. Like it's not a, it's not a bad voice, but it's just not it's not as distinctive as Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder has a yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing real special. Yeah, you know, like anybody could be singing it. He could have literally got somebody else yeah. into singing it. Wouldn't have made any difference. Um, so you know, but uh, yeah. So like, I, I think it was kind of like a, a good effort, but uh, still, just kind of, uh, just kind of weird that he kind of covered it basically almost exactly a year after it came out. <laughs> and on, on this, so on this uh, Quincy Jones album, I see on in the personnel, I see three bass players, bass guitar yeah. players, and the one that stands out is carol k are you aware if that was the one i mean if that's on this the, the this cover that we're this the song we're talking about i don't know i don't know the, the like the individual credits yeah i don't know the individual credits but um uh yeah uh i i mean obviously she was part of the the wrecking crew and stuff so um yeah, yeah just kind of like a really well-known like session musician yeah and uh, and 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 chuck rainey steely dan too, was the other bass? Yeah, player. I knew I recognized that name as well. I just wasn't sure where from, so I had to <laughs> yeah. Up. Well, I mean, also uh, uh, Bobby Porter, who um, also did like percussion on a lot of uh, on a few Stevie Wonder tracks okay. as well. So, yeah. um, you know, obviously, you know, they. Uh, I think they were basically all based cool. in Detroit. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. you know, a lot of session musicians kind of worked with. Uh, you know, also like obviously Valerie Simpson from Ashford and Simpson did backing vocals on 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 some of the songs on uh, on You Got It Bad Girl as well. So, you know, like all those kind of like you know session musicians in kind of like uh, Detroit. Although obviously Quincy Jones produced his album in Hollywood, but still, you know, they kind of knew each other from from working in for Motown and stuff. So uh, obviously they you know they kind of appear on each other's albums and stuff. Uh, but yeah, just not really as good a version as Stevie Wonder. Like he, you know, he's. Like I say, like there are there are some people who kind of do really good covers of Stevie Wonder stuff, but it's it's very you know it's like they they really kind of have to do something different with it. And I think all Quincy Jones did was replace all the replace the tonto with actual strings, and it and and yet it feels less like 
I know it's, it feels well like not as good as a synthesizer. So it's 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 a really weird kind of thing. Um, so anyway, I feel we said about as much as we possibly can. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Eric? Uh, yeah. Um, I, again, very similar to this. Is feels like Weezer. Um, that's covering uh, all of Weezer's uh, songs track by track, uh, going through uh, chronologically the albums from uh, Blue to Black. Um, and then uh, Watchmen Minute was in the past, but could be coming back here for the HBO show. And Almost Famous Minute, where we're covering uh, the uh, theatrical version of that. Uh, um, mainly, mainly myself, but uh, quite often uh, I will kind of have... If, when I when I do have two guests, I will often ask, and, and uh, uh, one of them gets to play as my co-host <laughs> for said minutes or weeks, or what have you. And you can find us for this project on Twitter at Stevie by Wonder. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here today, Eric. Yeah, thank you very much. Be back. And otherwise, you got it back. I'm